Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to this latest episode. We really appreciate all the support that we've been getting, everyone who's listening. We thank you so much. Um, we're just, you know, doing this for the glory of Elohim, for the glory of the kingdom, to help spread his message. So we pray that you continue to listen and we pray that we continue to bring so much uh, information and light to you to help your life. Um, and to just help, you know, spread the kingdom message throughout the world uh, as it is our mandate. So once again, thank you and shalom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We thank you so much for joining us again to listen um, to our podcast um, as we try our best to spread the kingdom message and the kingdom mandate. Um, once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Derek Anderson. Virginia. How are you doing today, Derek? Man, I'm great. Great to be here. Great to, um, well, I should say grateful to just be able to spread the kingdom message, speak about the word, um, you know, spread light, which is one of our assignments to be light in the earth, to be an ambassador, to be an example and hopefully encourage others to do the same. You know, start, you know, us doing a podcast, hopefully we'll encourage other people to start their own uh, based off of kingdom precepts. Yeah, that's a great thing. And be able to spread these kingdom precepts and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's already one of the topics. But, you know, you really have to make sure that uh, you stay because our um, shepherd has been teaching this a lot lately, you know, of making sure, you know, you don't go long periods of time without studying or seeking him because you get rewarded when you do seek him and you get rewarded with more knowledge and wisdom and understanding of his precepts and what he uh, wants from us. Um, just like today, he uh, gave a message on the kingdom laws and um, in the scripture and, and I think it's Proverbs, no Psalms, uh, where it talks about the laws of Elohim bring, you know, uh, wisdom to the foolish and things like that. But nowadays they'll tell you that, you know, the law is passed and stuff like that. And you don't have to follow them, research them, look into them, nothing. You don't have to do nothing with them, just. You know, just live life the way you want to. But uh, we have to make sure that we are constantly um, gaining knowledge because the world is constantly evolving. You know, they're constantly coming up with these new ideologies and things like that. And we have to make sure that we know the foundational principles and stuff like that to be able to combat these things and make sure that we don't fall into that uh, way of thinking or into that darkness. Um, because the scripture says in Revelations that uh, it's going to come to the point where he'll have to, Elohim have to shorten the time because even the elect is going to get uh, confused. They're going to be, you know, uh, they're going to fall into uh, the doctrines and stuff like that that uh, the enemy has. So uh, that le that's letting you know that the world is uh, getting more and more advanced with the doctrines and the uh, stuff that they're doing so that they can start confusing more and more people because. The enemy knows that the kingdom message is, uh, you know, growing. Um, he sees he's not ignorant. He knows what's going on. It's just uh, the fact that he can't stop it. Uh, you know, Elohim's plans always come to pass. Um, and eventually he all he always get what, what he wants. So, uh, yeah, we just have to make sure this is ranked. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be this low, but. Yeah, we have to make sure that we're uh, studying and things like that because we don't want to be bamboozled out here. We want to make sure that we're doing our best to be an ambassador uh, for our king. So, um, yeah. Right. And we know that, you know, uh, Yeshua, he had disciples and disciples were considered scholars. They were those that wanted to know, wanted to study. And you'll see that a lot of times the best students, um, the best um what should I say, you know, people that are salutatorians, valedictorians, they're ones that study day in, day out because they want to know. And uh, I remember uh, it was a girl, she came to our school, she was a transfer student, and um, she graduated valedictorian, and we asked her in my AP chemistry class, um, how many times has she read her, her book? The book was fairly thick. Um, and she said that she read it three times. She said she didn't have a TV at home. She was focused on, you know, um, doing it as best she could in the class. And right now I think she's in med school. But my whole point in saying that is just like she really wanted to know the information. And that's the same way we should be as kingdom citizens. You know, we prioritize, uh, especially in America, we prioritize a lot of times entertainment. We prioritize 
anything that's appealing to you know what we like um whether that be um what's an example you know i can't think of anything outside of entertainment because i was about to say sports video games but all that falls under the boat of entertainment and a lot of times that's what we have um in america because that's what's you know really being promoted even with the news the media a lot of it can be seen as entertainment but as octavian was saying you know we should be seeking to know we should be diligently seeking them and um i know uh somebody brought up this point to me one time um they believe that if they didn't know anything that they wouldn't be judged so anytime i try to teach uh, a concept they say don't tell me because they feel like they'll be held accountable for what they know um but one part that you miss out you know in matthew matthew 6 and 33 but seek ye first the kingdom um of of, of god and um and his righteousness it tells us to see so if you're not seeking then that means you know you're putting other things first other things before him and you know that's actually one of the commandments uh the first one really is the i left um i am the lord um your elohim who brought you out of the land of egypt out of the house of bondage actually the second one is or i should say the the ten pillars of faith is is you should have no other gods uh, before me or with that bed it means the inside along inside with me so what we see is that you know we shouldn't put anything before the father if we're doing that then whatever is allowed in our life we're allowing it by not being connected to him so actually by being a student you're actually con being you know getting yourself in a position to get connected to the father because now you know how to live and overcome in life by the kingdom benefits that, you know, we read in our constitution, the scriptures. Um, and, you know, that's only a part of it because we could go into more uh, of learning to hear from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, even with studying, you are now understanding what the Holy Spirit is saying because you are here some, some until, you know, go jump off a bridge. You know, that doesn't align with scripture and the Holy Spirit would never tell you to do something that didn't align with scripture just as when the old serpent called Satan tried to get uh, Yeshua off. And our pastor talked about it today, but Yeshua said it is written. He did not go against the very word. I mean, he was the word, but he didn't go against what was in Scripture. He was an example for us to do the same thing. I know that was kind of long, Octavian, but. No, it's good because I started off with a long one, so it's fine. But I know um, you were saying it's kind of hard to think of something else besides entertainment, but that's the main thing that they use because that's uh, its main purpose. You know, when we break down the word entertainment, you have the words enter, retain, and uh, the suffix mint. And mint, you know, basically tells us that this is its purpose. This is what it's designed to do. You know, this is what it's for. And then you have enter and retain. And um, basically what it's telling you is that entertainment is meant to enter and retain uh, your mind. Um, a phrase that I've always heard is that. Um, um, how did it go? Um, a thought holds the mind captive of the person who was having that thought. Um, so imagine, you know, with all these um you know, videos and stuff that we watch or this media and stuff that we watch, how it's uh, meant to uh, any of your mind to retain it. I, you know, I was telling um, you before that uh, I'll find myself sometimes because, you know, I, I do like social media marketing and stuff like that. And I actually uh, took this week, actually, and I told myself the, uh, the only thing I watch this week as far as like uh, anything dealing with videos or any type of uh, thing I'm consuming is that either it'd be I'm watching some type of scripture video or dealing with the word or it would be something dealing with my, uh, you know, the business that I'm starting or, um, you know, uh, cameras, photography, videography, you know, studying things like that to gain knowledge on how to further doing what I'm doing. And um, from doing that, when you stop retaining so much or, or, or just having so much in, in your mind, you'll find out that, like, a lot of the thoughts that you have when you sit in quietness and you're not uh, hearing, uh, when you're not watching anything, your mind is even replaying back the stuff that you constantly put in it. You know, um, that's why the scripture says, um, um, blessed is the man who delights uh, in the Torah. 
before he um before he be like a, a tree planted by the rivers of living wa- uh, water whose uh, leaves shall not wither and it's because uh his mind is constantly on the word he's constantly thinking about the word that's what he's meditating on and thinking on all the time so his mind is constantly filled with life and uh the precepts and the ways of elohim so um, it's understandable that it's hard to think of other things for that because that's the uh, world's main weapon to keep you distracted. Some type of media. I mean, 20, you know, 365 days out of the year, something going on, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, some award show, um, you know, just anything. It's something always going on or coming up, you know, to keep people minds retained. So, um, yeah, what you said is definitely true. Um, and you know, uh, younger generations and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's, you know, the old folks used to, um, talk about us a lot and stuff like that because, you know, they grew up in ages and stuff like that where it wasn't like TVs everywhere, uh, access to stuff right at your fingertips. You could just get it all the time, you know, and they used to always talk about us about how we'd always be playing a game. You always on some type of phone and you always doing this or that, um, and we didn't, you know, to heed it back then. We just thought, you know, like, oh, y'all just fuss about anything. Y'all, y'all holler about anything. But uh, as you get older and wiser, um, you realize you understand what they were saying. They might not have conveyed it in the best way, but you can get what they're saying now. Um, so, yeah. And that's spot on because a lot of people don't see actually how much time they spend, you know, watching television or on the phone or you know, doing anything when it comes to entertainment. Um, because a lot of times, you know, time will just pass by and we won't even consider how much time has passed by. Um, and another, because I say that because I've done it before. And going back to what you said about meditate, you know, one reason that meditation is so big because when you meditate on word, like Octavian says, it's affecting your thinking, but also you meditate on the word to live it out. And a lot of people don't know that uh, in order to get the word in you, you know, you have to meditate on it. You've got to get the father's precepts in you. And once you get his precepts in you, you know, you learn more um, about the word and you de- um, you get his concepts. You know, the concepts become convictions and then that forms your ideology. And then, you know, uh, it'll produce a lifestyle. You'll be able to live it out. It'll produce your philosophy. Um, and so a, a lot of times that's why meditation is key and it's actually very hard not to, well, it's hard not to live out of your born again. It's hard to, let me say this right. It's hard to live out of your born again spirit if you're not meditating on the word because you're missing a whole lot. You know, that's where a lot of times religion comes into play because you're just living off of what you think, feel and hear but you're not getting what Elohim is really doing. That's You have a lot of people living, I should say, not living to the full potential that they have because you're not getting illumination from the Holy Spirit because you're not uh, meditating on his word. You know, the word is there in order to um, reveal to us who um, the father is. We learn about the father. We learn about the Holy Spirit. We learn about. Uh, Yeshua, we learn, I mean, we learn about ourselves, but if we're not meditating on the word, all we getting is just, you know, the, the top surface. We're getting uh, strictly uh, ideas that are not crystallized. You're getting, uh, what should I say? It's almost getting like incomplete thoughts. So it's very hard to live out the word. It's very hard to hear from the Holy Spirit because you're not really giving him anything to work with. And, you know, some people may say, well, this has happened in my life and that's happening uh, as far as, you know, success, wealth, um, health, things like that. But are you really getting it from Elohim? Because we know that things that, you know, old serpent called Satan, he can bless you, too. So we have to be aware of where we're getting um, our ideas from, because it's very easy to hear a voice. I think me, um, I was talking to somebody about this. But it's very easy to hear something and it be off. It can sound good, sound really good, but it'll be off. That's definitely true. We have to make sure that we're in tune with um, the Holy Spirit. Uh, but also one thing, um, you know, uh, studying up on the law, because um, 
the Elohim, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit, they all work together as one. No one is going to do anything that is apart from the main agenda um, or apart from who they are. You know, the, the Holy Spirit isn't going to do anything that Elohim disagrees with. The, the word is not going to do anything that doesn't align with what the Holy Spirit is going to do with. They're all integrated. They're all one. Um, and we have to get that because there's been a lot of times where um, I felt like I was doing something that I was supposed to be doing. Like, okay, right now I'm focusing on this and this is the stuff I'm supposed to be focusing on and blase, blase. But then when you take the time to like slow down and just, you know, hear from him, he'll let you know, like, no, actually you were supposed to be doing this. You just kind of got caught up in, you know, something that you yourself wanted to do that you, you know, that you felt like you might have gotten really excited about, you know, and you said like, oh, OK, so I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know this what you didn't necessarily hear from the Holy Spirit. You just heard from, uh, you know, your emotion. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, there's been a lot of times you have to backtrack and, you know, we, we're taught that, you know, uh, you have to be sensitive to that voice because the, uh, the Holy Spirit, when he speaks, he's he's not no person. Um, most of the time, you know, there are times where he speaks and you're just like, you know, like, whoa, like, you know, did everybody hear that? Like I heard that. But most times it's, you know, he, he'll just tell you something once in a soft voice and stuff like that. And I've come to learn he's not a, you know, a person to repeat himself that much. You know, if you've heard him, you know, clearly of what he said the first time and you're deciding it's like, eh, I'm still going to go this way. A lot of people tell you, like, if you feel, you know, if you ain't hearing from, you know, the Holy Spirit, go back to the last thing he told you, you know, and that's uh, came up true uh, a bunch of times in life um, with feeling like, you know, I need to do so much. I need to do so much. And then you're seeking Elohim on how to handle this situation. And he's saying, I didn't, you know, he's sitting back like, I ain't tell you to do that in the first place. You need to go back to what I told you to do in the first place. You know, so just calm your nerves <laughs> and just go back to what I told you to do in the first place. And um, that's that's one thing that comes with maturity, because, you know, I, I've had I've had to learn that, you know, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And not the voice of, you know, your flesh or, you know, just these random desires or, you know, your own soul, you know, and stuff like that. But actually hearing that soft voice that speaks, that is the Holy Spirit and what uh, he's leading and telling you to do. And a lot of times uh, you could <laughs> I remember uh, coming into the faith, you know, in the beginning and stuff like that. A lot of times the stuff he's telling you to do that is the thing that we're. You know, when you hear, you're kind of like, oh, I don't really know about that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but just you having to get yourself personally out of the way and get your own self out of the way and say, hey, if he told you that, obey instead of just being hesitant. Because at the end of the day, uh, the scripture lets us know the ways of Elohim lead to life. So anything that he's telling you is for your benefit. It is not like some some type of a game he's playing with you. Like he's telling you to do this, but it won't matter you know, if you did it or if you don't do it, it's just, you know, kind of like he playing around with you. Just, hey, just do this just because I say so. No, it's never like that. It's always for your benefit. So when you when you sit there and you and you and you're acting hesitant with what he's telling you to do, it's your, you have to fight that because that's your actual uh, fleshly desires, your uh, natural human desires trying to lead you towards death rather than light. Uh, so. You know, and a lot of people don't uh, like to be like, oh, you too serious. It's too serious. You, you, you being too serious. Well, there's only two sides, you know, there's either righteousness or wickedness. It's either holiness or hell. You know, I mean, there's no in between. You know, there's Elohim and then there's Satan. There's no neutral party in the middle that the scripture talks about. You know, I mean, either you're following uh, Elohim or you're not, you know, it's one or the other. So, you know. Just these simple choices of using your will, you might think it's something small, but it's not small. Choose life, you know, so, yeah. And that's a, where a lot, like, what we're doing right now is really good because this is where teaching comes into play. Uh, what we, me and Octavian both know now is because we're under a teaching leadership. We're under a teaching pastor. And, you know, it's not your traditional pastor who will get up there and 
hum and sing and you know get everybody motivated and excited about the word but actually learning uh we're actually learning because he's teaching us and that's what you know yeshua was he was uh, a master rabbi we know that rabbi if you translate it means teacher he was yeshua was a teacher and it talks about how he taught to the, uh, the disciples or the scholars um you know even people get the the great commission you know go out and they try to spread the message of getting everybody saved, but that's not the kingdom message. The kingdom message is to make heaven, I mean, make earth just like heaven, to be um, an example of the Father's government in the earth. And the one that helps us do that is the governor, the Holy Spirit. The governor is here to change us because now, you know, once we're born again, become citizens of heaven, we conform to the government in heaven. You know, in was it Matthew, Matthew 28, you know, uh, 1. Uh, verse actually two verses read, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Darius says, teaching them to obey everything, like Octavian was saying, you know, it's really obedience. What it takes is uh, willingness and, and obedience. You know, Isaiah 1 and 19, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. He was telling um, telling them then. Um, cause you know, a prophet just, just Isaiah was, he was just repeating what the father said. That's what a true prophet is. Uh, not one who prophesies about stuff you're going to get in your life. But, um, then you have to really look at, you know, if you want the benefits of what the father is giving you, you have to be willing, obedient to what he's saying to you. Like I'll tell you, saying, you know, if he's telling you to do one thing and you, you, you know, you're not really adhering to what he's saying, something in you needs to change. And if it doesn't change then you're just resisting change and you <laughs> and you won't grow. Uh, I even also say <laughs> uh, maturity. Maturity is a big part of it. And that's why I, I'll be honest. Before I got born again, I didn't respect, you know, people that were older that much. But after I got born again I, and, you know, learned about people who's lived the life of faith. I'm like, man, I have so much respect for them because even talking to them, there are things that they know that, you know, I'm still learning. Because you understand, you understand now that um, even even as we get older, we're learning more when it comes to the word. When it coming comes to living as a kingdom citizen, as an ambassador, it's uh, I won't say it's difficult, but it's a lot different than someone who's living life of the world. Because in the world, Isaac's success is just getting a good job, making a lot of money, uh, doing what you love. But we know that we give up who we are. In order to conform to who the father wants us to, the world will tell you not to change. It'll tell you stay who you are, even though I could poke a lot of holes in it. But that's what you get from the world. But we are here to be um, an extension of, of heaven in the earth. When people see us, you know, they should see that there's a different government in us. They should see that, you know, we are different. You know, scripture calls us a, a peculiar people because we are not the same or we shouldn't at all be the same as the world because our culture is different. One thing you was talking, me and you both said something about obedience. And it reminded me that a lot of people will say, and, you know, you told me that someone has said this to you before, that it sounds like, you know, following the kingdom way. It just sounds like a dictatorship and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, people people really have to understand that, like. We're born into a world that has its own, you know, set rules and regulations and patterns that governs it. You know, um, Elohim created the earth. And when he created the earth, he, he created it. That's why the scripture says that everybody knows Elohim exists because they see his invisible characteristics. When you sit here and you look at the earth, there's things about it that shows you the type of, of, of character that the person uh, who created it is. I mean. Um, when something comes from the source, you know what I'm saying? It has, you know, it has patterns or, you know, signs of, or characteristics of who it came from. I mean, I, I can't give you something that I'm not, you know, like, uh, the scripture, you know, people like to say that, you know, Elohim created, uh, you know, death and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, Elohim says that, you know, uh, he's light and there's no shadow. Uh, there's no hint of darkness in him. So how can he create it? I mean, he didn't. It's just that they made a choice and Elohim was like, OK, you've made that choice. I'm going to separate myself from you and from him separating himself from him. Everything that he was was taken away from them and they were left in a situation 
without him. It's not that he created death. It's just that you put yourself in a position. So uh, that's that's what death really is. It's just separation. So you're experiencing a life that's separate from Elohim. So and a lot of people like to say it's addictive. But if you look at the earth, you know, there's laws of gravity. You know, he's he's a man of law, of order, of principles and things like that. So it's not that he's being harsh and telling us that either you better do what I say or else. You know, he, he, he's, he does, he's gentle. He doesn't wish for us to fail. He doesn't wish for uh, people to be separated from him. But at the same time, he's a man of integrity. He's not going to put up with certain things. So when he says, you know, like, hey, if you do these things, if you follow these steps, you will succeed. I mean, it's because he's created this this life in this world and this reality that we live in. It's a it has a lot of characteristics of who he is. So if you decide to just go against these things, he's telling you, like, hey, look, I made this. I'm telling you how to how the thing works. If you do this. You're going to fail. But if you do things this way, you'll succeed. It's not that, you know, just some dictatorship rulership. I'm just telling you what it is. So the cho- the choice is yours. People like to say, like, well, you know, um, you know, uh, God is all about choice. You know, he he's all about I could be whatever I want because he's all about choice. Right. I mean, you have a choice, but stuff comes with those choices that you make. And when you make those choices, the things that comes with them, you've already decided what you're going to get. So, you know, he's he's trying to help us. You know, this dictatorship thing that people are saying about Elohim and how he wants to control us and stuff like that. You know, people I've heard someone say that, uh, you know, they sympathize with Satan because he was a person who came up and stood up for what he believed in. You know, he he. Like Elohim was saying things were one way, but he felt like something was another way. And the guy respected him for that. And it's like, how how would you say that? How are you going to say that? Like Satan didn't create himself. He, he was created for a reason and for a purpose. I mean, if your phone just decided today was going to stop being a uh, being a phone and was just going to, you know, go surfing or something like that. You look at it crazy like you're a phone. You were designed to do this, you know, and. You know, humans are just so prideful. We didn't create ourselves. You know, we we did not create ourselves. We were already created, prepackaged with a with a purpose and a design. And it's just our choice or not if we line up with that. So, you know, a lot of people have to get this dictatorship stuff out of their mind because that's not the way it is. It's just I'm telling you, like, is this is how stuff works? And if you don't do it the way it works. This is what's going to happen. That's why when he said, like, I put before you um, life and death right now, you know, choose which way you're going to go. You know, so we have to get that dictatorship stuff out of here. Right. And we have to realize that Elohim is the sovereign ruler, that he's our creator. And that, that I mean, that goes to a precept. And that's why you have to get that in you. So many people are just focused on the wheel. Well, you got to look at the total thought. All you getting is a piece and you taking that and living your life off a piece of the truth that you have. That's that's like the people who, you know, with the, the once saved, always saved. Um, you know, once we get, you know, confess that Yeshua is Lord and um, we'll be saved. But, but you missing the whole um, Tanakh where the people were one nation. Then they got off. So he had to send somebody to have them repent because they were going into, I mean, they went into exile, but you know, if they could lose all of their wealth, if they could lose, you know, who they were as a nation, why can't you lose your salvation? I don't understand because the father doesn't change. The only thing he had then was a zero tolerance policy. And that was why, you know, people talk about he was uh, the Elohim was immoral and he was killing people. Well, you're looking at how he was starting a nation and he needed that nation to be in a right place in order to carry out his his systems, his rules, his regulations. And, you know, they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we have today. You know, Yeshua had not yet come. But today we have uh, the Holy Spirit. We have uh, the word that has been given to us. We have so. uh what else do we have? We have um, a heavenly language that we can use and pray directly to the Father. We have all of this today, but we don't utilize it. And so many people want to count, you know, 
even themselves is righteous. They're just going back to the one say I always save and say, you know, well, I'm doing what I need to do. I consider myself a Christian just because you give yourself that title. I recently found out um, that um, over 70 percent of Americans consider themselves to be Christians. Um, but my thing is, it's like you've got to get the precept, you know, that he is the sovereign ruler and what he says goes. It's not saying he's a dictatorship, but that's how a kingdom functions. A king doesn't is not a democracy. A kingdom is, you know, you live in a kingdom. You want these benefits. Well, this is what you do in order to get it. My daughter cannot cut up at any way she wants to and expect to get anything from me. Why would I give a child something that is not, uh, you know, listening to me at all? I mean, I'll give her what she needs as far as the essentials when it comes to food, water, clothing. I'll do all that. But when it comes to something extra, why would I uh, reward a child who is a brat? And so, you know, so many people have the idea, <laughs> so many people have the idea, no matter what I do, that I'll be fine. You know, even, you know, some, I just said, even some, um, those that are called apostles, prophets, pastors, uh, teachers, all of those, you know, what well, Elohim said to, to Job, to Job, where were you when I laid the foundations? <laughs> you know, he said to Elijah that he got 7000 and still hadn't been Anita Bell. You got to realize that you're not the only person in the earth, that we're all here working together as one. It's, it's about one vision. It's about his vision. We all have we all may have many visions according to our life. But uh, Octavian said, you know, you got to look at his agenda. What is our purpose of being here on earth? And so many people are getting pieces of the idea of the father's purpose for us um, outside of the kingdom mandate. And taking it and running with it. That's how you get, you know, the Hebrew Israelites. That's how you get. Um, what's another group? Um, you know, you got the seven day events who, you know, their whole focus is on Saturday being the Sabbath. But, you know, Yeshua talked about like uh, the Sabbath or the Shabbat. He, he talked about how he was um, even lowered over it. And it was all about a covenant and not necessarily a day. So is is it's about. You know, scripture says the sh study to show ourselves approved. And it's not about just sitting down. Uh, I passed talked about this recently, just sitting down, um, memorizing the Bible and be being able to recite it. I mean, the devil can do that. What it's about is getting it in you and being able to live it. And once you get that and once your convictions align with his uh, with his kingdom laws, then you'll be able to live uh, overcoming life. You'll be able to please the father for we know that. Um, it is impossible to please the father without faith. And I, he hadn't got to it yet. I passed and got to it yet, Octavia, but I looked at his notes. Um, and faith is actually the law that enacts all other laws. You can't do anything until you believe it. So if you memorize the Bible saying it, but you don't actually believe it, it's not in you, then you're not living it out and you're not pleasing the father. So that's what it really takes. But yeah, I know it's <laughs> it's tempting to probably look at his notes because he'd be having like some, you know, some powerful stuff, man. And that kind of uh, makes me think about what you say, like, you know, seven day events is they like basically focus, focus on the Sabbath. Uh, the uh, Hebrew Israelites, they're more so just all focused on law. Like every time I hear them talk, they're just so focused on law and, you know, you know the laws of the elders and stuff. But, you know, you never really hear them teach about, you know, the Holy Spirit. Or, you know, uh, the kingdom message or, uh, you know, a lot of things like, you know, spiritual and things like that. They You don't hear them talk about that much. It's just all law, law, law. Um, and that's one thing that's great about um, our shepherd that, you know, when it comes to teaching the kingdom message, you're basically teaching the overall, you know, everything. You know, it's so much stuff that, you know, it's it's all intertwined. It's all, It all works together. And that lets you know that. You know, Elohim uh, really is this this man of integrity, because when you get down to the nitty gritty of it and start studying and realizing these principles and precepts, it all intertwines. You know, you, you're really not going to have one without the other. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, yeah, um, it, it really gets to me that, you know, a lot of these um, religions or the different denominations and stuff you go to, it does seem like some of them really only do focus on one thing like you know when i was in the coaching churches and stuff like that they were 
seemed like they were more so just worried about, you know, how you dressed and stuff like that. You know, holiness and righteousness was intertwined and, you know, uh, really mostly how you dressed. And I mean, that that's a part of the lifestyle. But, you know, they they just made it, you know, if, if a woman wore jeans, it, you know, it was over with, <laughs> you know, a woman couldn't wear jeans because they said it was mostly like men's clothing. Um, and that was so, you know, hyped, hyped up on stuff like that or, you know, uh, shouting and dancing. You, you couldn't go to church service without uh, shouting and dancing. And it had to happen every Sunday. So um, we have to make sure that because religion will get us so caught up in whatever agenda that that religion is trying to push. And it will stop you from seeking Elohim yourself and only seeking that agenda that they're trying to push on you. Um, and it'll get you caught in uh, just, you know, a cycle. It's people that, you know, go to the same church, being taught the same stuff, you know, for most of their life. And it's a trap, you know. I mean, people just go for that Sunday fix, you know, like this show that they have on TV, Greenleaf. I mean, if you watch that and saw that, that's I mean, if, if people saw that and they thought that's what, you know, the church really was and stuff like that, that I mean, they'd say it was a game like they living just like us. It's just that they mix the scriptures with it. So, um, you know, we have to make sure that we're not getting caught up in religion and we're actually seeking them for ourselves. Um, because it, like, well, again, he'll reward you if you dis- diligently seek him, um, because living this life of righteousness and holiness, you know, uh, like when Derek was talking about earlier, when he was talking about the elders, it's a task and you're going to need more than religion for to do that, you know, way more than religion, way more than just you do something wrong and, you know, you shout the sin away on Sunday. It's going to take more than that. You definitely right, man, because... <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking about because I, I was Kojic, um, majority of my life, uh, because I mean, that's all I knew, that's all, um, I had ever been exposed to. Uh, my mother, she, she's actually the reason that I was so interested in the word because I just real, she, her prayer, I saw prayer work in her life. I saw, you know, like how she prayed for me and how I would feel, I would feel rejuvenated, how she would um pray and then, like things would just change and i'm just like where is she getting this power from um but yeah and, and that's another point you know prayer you know, yeshua spent um hours of prayer and, you know uh the miracle signs and wonders happen after he spent time in prayer and that's what a lot of people miss today is their prayer life because we rather give our time to other things you know uh, one thing is working out like working out is not a bad thing um, is actually good. You know, health is actually in, in scripture uh, in third Yochanan, John, uh, one verse reads, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So we see that the father is actually concerned about the health in our bodies. You know, Yeshua cured people, cured, catch that key word, not treated. Uh, people of disease and uh, many other things but a lot of times what we'll do is we'll put you know some people put working out over their prayer life so my thing is I'm not saying to not work out because that's important but prayer is more important and you know spending time in the presence time with the father that's at you know being connected that's actually where we can um, hear from him because um, I know our shepherd talked about this, that he said that it is <laughs> it's good to spend. Um, what did he say? You should spend an hour in prayer if you're going to read 30 minutes of scripture. That was like his kind of ratio. Um, because, you know, you know, just getting the letter of the uh, of the law or just getting the uh, what is it? The, the code of the law and not getting the spirit of the law. You miss it so much. That's where you miss that illumination. And that's where uh, people will take something and they'll run with it because they'll get a piece just by reading instead of getting, like I say, the whole thought. And that, that that's the biggest thing is getting that whole thought because uh, people miss it. And uh, um, another way, not trying to just jump topics, but what it really takes is an attitude of submission. You know, first submitting to the father, because 
some people may try to do things by their own mindset, try to do things their way. I, I have a um, a guy that I know. It seems like he tries to take the just talking to him seems like he tries to take scripture and just try to uh, make things work in life himself. He He's like, I'm going to make this work. You know, scripture says this, so I'm going to do with this. But he can't tell me the last time he's actually been to an assembly. Um, but he always considers himself himself a Christian. Um, and it's like, I will, you know, you want to help people, but a lot of times they have to see it for themselves. And, you know, like that's we, that's why we say, you know, being an example is the best thing. But also submitting the leadership because a lot of times that comes into play. A lot of people don't want to go to a assembly because they don't want to submit. Uh, I shouldn't say. Yeah, I should say submit, because what you do is you come into that school of thought. That's what Yeshua did with um, with Yochanan. He was baptized into his school of thought. So uh, Yeshua su- submitted into Yochanan's teaching because he understood order. Same thing with Sheol Paul. Paul went. He didn't just you know go out and just start uh, establishing different um, assemblies. Paul actually made sure his message agreed with different um, teachers. Before he actually started spreading, you know, we he studied for 17 years, but these people understood order when it came to leadership. And that's what we have an issue with today is people don't want to obey leaders. And that's why you have people who church hop go from different church to church to church to church because they get offended. They get hurt. You know, many other different things, because, you know, some people who aren't even anointed to, I should say, sanctioned to minister. um by their pastor, they just go to another uh, assembly so they can minister. And um, that's out of order. Um, a lot of times it is people just, and that shows that, you know, you, you're more so seeking a title than you are actually seeking um, what the father wants you to do. Because if you're in the assembly at the father, first of all, don't go to an assembly if the father didn't call you to be there. And that's what I see a lot of two people just join because um, they can. Um, I, I ain't going to share with cause I talk to people <laughs> and some of the things people share with me. I'm just like, you can't be serious. But people will join assemblies for various reasons. But the, the main reason is where the Holy Spirit leads you. Like, I know where I am now, the Holy Spirit led me there, not because it was a feeling, not because it was, you know, urge or unction, but it was because everything that he was telling me where I am now is is all lined up, you know, with the Hebrew, with studying of history, with uh, many other things. Even what my pastor seen in me, I'm like, that's exactly what, you know, the father told me. So that's one thing. And one thing that I do when it comes to me and Octavian Bold, because we know how our shepherd is is that um he's very strict to the point but he he exemplifies a father from scripture you know he doesn't repeat himself a lot he um he he's actually very good at pulling gifts out of us um i tell i tell you all the time about like i'm over the media ministry and there's a lot of stuff i didn't know that he tasked me to do but i i figured out and i'm like i wouldn't have made it know any of this if it actually wasn't for him pushing me or giving me these tasks. Sometimes it seemed like it was stressful, but it ended up working out. And he told me, you know, you'll figure I told I tell him that he told me that you'll figure it out. But um yeah, it, it's really submission to leadership that we're missing today, especially with the the um uh, I said the, the liberal agenda is like no submission to anyone. What we won't go is, you know, with the, and even though everybody doesn't agree, um whatever doesn't offend and makes everybody feel accepted that's the way you know the world is going you know the world is really going to this acceptance uh thing you kind of hopped in a whole bunch of different topics i'll just hit the last one my bad (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah a lot of people are uh just going to this um acceptance um agenda and it's making um it's making an atmosphere and an environment where there's going to be no uh, room for the truth. Uh, there's only going to be room for stuff that makes people feel good. And we know a lot of times that's all saying, go, the truth hurts. You know, uh, Yeshua was speaking to people uh, in scripture when they were saying they were the children of Abraham and stuff like that. And they were saying what they truly believed. You know, they were saying, you know, what the, uh, the, 
what they actually, you know, um, had in their ideology. You know, they were proud of it and things like that. And he told them, you know, you're not a child of Abraham. You're your dad of the devil. And, you know, him telling them that, I'm, you know they got upset. You know, you, you know they got mad. You know, you're basically, it's like someone, you know, having this whole exaltation ideology of themselves. And you just come in and tell them, like, no, you're not all that. You just, you think you are, but you ain't none of that you talking about. And, um... You know, it might have hurt them, but what Yeshua said was the truth. And we see in scripture a lot of times when Yeshua went in places and spoke truth, people ran him out. They kicked him out. They didn't want him. Um, and, you know, the atmosphere that's being created now is, is getting exactly like that. A lot of people are afraid to come out and say stuff about the agendas that they see that they don't believe in. Um, they, they're afraid to say anything because they see like, you know, out here in um in the world today, you know, what they call this council culture, they're ruining people's careers and lives for uh, saying stuff or doing stuff that, you know, doesn't align with the mainstream beliefs and stuff like that. Um, and the scripture tells us uh, there's going to come a time where people are only going to uh, want to hear things that feed their itching ears uh, that only suits that their, uh, their desires. And the things that, uh, you know, align up with their ideology and, any, you know, there's uh, one of the books in the Apocrypha. I say this all the time, but it says that uh, in the scripture, people of the world were killing the saints because every time they came around, they would see them. And then, you know, uh, they would be like, man, every time I see this person, they're just like an open rebuke to my lifestyle. I'm going to get rid of them. So, you know, I won't have to worry about seeing them again and I can just keep going and living my life and be happy about it. And won't have to get any conviction and stuff about it. So that's where the world is going. You know, people, you know, don't want to hear truth. They they just want to be happy in their sin. They want to be happy in their darkness. And it's going to get, you know, tougher for people who are kingdom citizens because we're not going to bow a knee to any other devil's agenda. It, it doesn't matter if you don't like what we have to say. Like, I'm not going to sit here and live a lie or tell a lie or be a lie for you. It's, it's, it's just not going to happen. You know, and that comes with, you know, knowing Elohim and knowing who he is and the type of, uh, you know, the type of integrity, the type of being that he is. Like, you know, when you learn him and you truly know him and, he, you know, you, you understand him truly as a father, you know, you're not going to, you know, deny him for anybody else. You know, you, you, I mean, I'm, I'm just I speak for myself. I'm just not going to do it. You know, and you're just not you're just going to have to not like me, you know. Uh, sometimes I feel like I might go out and about in places and, you know, people that meet you according to your social media or, or you know, the stuff that you put online uh, before they actually meet you in person. They already have this, you know, preconceived notion of who you are just because they see you might say stuff about the scripture and, you know, Elohim and things like that. But, you know, they I mean, people are just going to have to, you know, feel what they feel and think what they think, because, you know, as kingdom citizens, we're just not going to you know, uh, deny our father and deny what we believe, because at the end of the day, we know that the world as it is right now, this stuff is temporary, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> get too far. But, yeah, so we we just going to uh, we can't conform to the way the world is going now because it's, it's going just like Darius says, like it's, it's all about, you know, making people happy and just. Uh, letting them live the lives and stuff that they want to. And if you don't agree with me, we're going to get you up out of here. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I believe it was um, Yochanan John the Baptist that was killed for... Um, he kept telling Herod that he was wrong for marrying his brother's sister. And yeah, well, it, was, it was his brother's wife or something, wasn't it? I'm sorry, his brother's wife. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, but she wanted him killed. And, you know, she found a way to do it by tricking him into getting his daughter to request uh, his head. And Harry didn't want to do it. But one thing about Yokanon was that he was speaking the truth. Um, you know, we see many times about, you know, uh, Shao called Paul, how he continues to write letters, even though he was in prison. Uh, I mean, you had people. I mean, he was beaten, stoned. Um, what does it say? He was left at sea or something like that. I can't recall exactly, but all of this happened to him trying to spread the truth. And, he, and you know, we see people today, uh, because you know, the word talks about us 
um, receiving more suffering. But the suffering is talking about is a persecution for what we believe, not when it comes to wealth, health, um, you know, overcoming the circumstances in our life. Like persecution is coming regardless. You know, we see it a lot in other countries. Um, I mean, it's coming to America, too. Um, but the thing is, it's just that how many people are willing to stand on the word? And, you know, you have some people who are very, I say very religious, who say, you know, you going to hell if you don't confess that uh, Jesus is Lord. That's what they say. Um, I mean, they know that. But my whole point I'm trying to say, I'm not talking about the people who's just promoting that message of just salvation. But those who are acting, you know, a lot of them just do it because they want to say that they're right and, you know, you're wrong. Um, but my thing is, is those that actually want to see people born again because they're living out the kingdom message and they're living out their assignment. And, you know, when Yeshua went to the woman at the well, you know, he had something that she wanted. So you're offering you're, you're basically meeting people's need. These are the people that are going to be truly persecuted. Because they're going to see um, that there is something about you. There is something different in you because you're turning people away from the what, you know, I even talked about and I talked about the acceptance thing. You're turning people away from that and you're bringing them into um, the knowledge of the truth. And that's what, you know, the old serpent Satan, he hates. He, he don't want that. He don't care too much about religion. Religion, they can have that. Those people are crazy. They kooks. Yada, yada, yada. But when you got somebody who's actually living out the kingdom, it's not, you know, the kingdom mandate is not going to be popular. Let me say that. And because it's not going to be popular, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be um, against against it, even religious people. I mean, we saw we saw that with Yeshua. Um, so that's just one thing to be pre prepared for when it comes to the kingdom message is um, just how important it is to understand that you have to stand on this. You're definitely correct, but um, I think we're over our hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can go ahead and lead us out. Okay, well, we thank you guys for um, listening to this episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast once again. Um, you know, I know a lot of the stuff we say can possibly get people easily offended or upset and don't want to come back and listen but for those who keep coming back and listening we appreciate you <laughs> so we just uh thank you once again for listening and anything any last words you want to say Derek? oh no i said everything <laughs> okay well uh see you guys the next time and shalom shalom